Hello and welcome to episode four of the Powers Court Friday Fix. I'm Steve Marinka, a partner at Powers Court. Now, earlier this month, the world learned of an important scientific breakthrough. An Oxford startup researching fusion energy had achieved a fusion reaction after a decade of scientific experiments. Fusion, uh, if you don't know, is a process that powers the sun. And for years, scientists have been trying to recreate that process on Earth and in doing so, create a clean, abundant source of low-cost energy. Well, I'm delighted to be joined by Gianluca Pisanello, the Chief Operating Officer of First Light Fusion, which is the company in question and the Powers Court client. Gianluca, welcome to the podcast. And I have to start with hearty congratulations. Thank you very much, Steve, and, and, and thank you very much for, uh, for inviting me. It's been an amazing week after a couple of months in which we were trying to validating the, the results we had and we finally were able to announce them. Gianluca, perhaps for a, a generalist audience, you, you could just try to capture for us what is fusion energy? Yeah, f- fusion is a, is a form of energy that is generated by combining or fusing two nuclei of hydrogen. This is not easy to do, uh, of course. It's the same process that happens in the sun and all the stars. So it's very difficult to do it on Earth. But if we manage to do that, the energy that is liberated is is clean and it's a lot of energy. Just to give you an idea, one of our targets, which is just a very few centimeters side, could power a UK home for, for two years. So this is how important fusion can be. We've been working together for about five years now, building towards this moment. What was announced earlier this month is obviously just a step on the journey towards the goal of commercially viable fusion energy. But it's an enormously important one. Did you ever doubt that we'd see this day? It's it's science, right? And and, and we we break a new ground. So every day we are creating things that, that didn't exist before. So obviously, in the way that our CEO says it, if, if we knew it would work, we wouldn't need the experiment. So obviously, we needed the experiment, but that there was a strong conviction that that we would get uh, that we would get here. That the result we got is is fundamentally important because it proves that uh, you can achieve fusion with a completely new uh, technology which has uh, many many advantages on the pathway to uh, commercial fusion power. I want to talk a little bit about science communication. Um, Fusion is is often described as the hardest problem in physics uh, but often the audience even if they're quite sophisticated will, will struggle to grasp the concepts. I'm just curious, what have you learned about communicating incredibly complex science in a way that kind of brings people with you? This is a good question. This is actually something that it is very important in this field in particular, because it will be very important on one side that that people understand why fusion uh, is so uh, fundamentally important for humanity and uh, why fusion is is safe it's different from uh, current nuclear it can provide energy which is clean which is safe which is almost unlimited at the same time though it's it's a very complex topic to um to explain in in simple terms and and this is where obviously that there is the need for a combined effort from people in the companies that, that work in this field and advisors uh 
like Pauscourt, who have the experience of, of the ears of the journalists and the ears of, of, of the people that then uh, read and listen and, 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 and watch. It is interesting because also in my previous world, there was a little bit of this uh, debate coming from a heavily technical uh, background. Uh, I, I used to be in F1 and, and having to explain that in, in, in simple terms. So uh, it, it is always interesting and important. Well, I wanted to talk about your, your former life, actually, because you, you do have an interesting personal story making the leap into fusion from, from a very different world. To tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about your journey and, and why, why you left Formula One to work in a, a shed outside Oxford. <laughs> it's not really a shed, but yes. Um, <laughs> yes, um, I, I, I have worked at First Light now for uh, um, a little bit more than six years. But uh, my previous 14 years were in Formula One um, as, as, a, as a chief uh, engineer in, 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 in various teams. Uh, it is a super exciting world, uh, as, as you can imagine, and uh, the, the adrenaline is what you miss the most of the race. But on the other side, the, where, I, where, where I am now, there is this extremely powerful sense of purpose for what we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve. So this is ultimately after a week-long period of deliberations and thoughts, uh, what actually finally, seven, about six and a half years ago, finally convinced me and pushed me to, to join First Light. It's interesting you mentioned purpose, Gianluca. I, I remember a workshop some time ago with you and Nick, the CEO, and a number of others, and we were trying to come up with a purpose and a vision and a mission statement for the business. Um, and I, I think it was Nick who said, well, really what we're about is... We, we want to power a world that's actually worth inheriting. Um, and that was like a moment of silence because it's such a sort of powerful way of crystallizing what this business is all about and a very motivating reason to get out of bed every morning. I, I guess that's how you feel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I do remember that, that workshop and, it, and it, it's interesting because someone may think, you know, that these things are sort of uh, fabricated, but in, in fact, they're not, uh, right? It was a a very, very uh, useful day we spent because we all know, we all feel why we do what we do. But it, it is sometimes uh, difficult in, in, in this world where we are sort of obviously bombarded of, of information to make sure that you send that message out so that other people can feel the way you feel in a way. And we think that our purpose statement, powering a world worth in everything, and a mission statement as well, which is solving the problem of fusion power with the simplest machine possible, they do convey really how how we feel and, and what uh, motivates us to reach this important goal as soon as we can. Well, we've had numerous journalists visit First Light over the years, done lots of documentaries, lots of interviews. I'm wondering, what do you make of the relationship between the media and, and science? Do you think the media gives science a fair hearing? Is it too cynical, perhaps, or, or maybe even sometimes too enthusiastic. Well, I guess the right answer to this question is: uh, is it depends, right? It, it depends a lot on. Uh, it depends a lot on the companies. It depends a lot on the journalists. As you know, when we started talking about the briefing, right, the, the, the scope, we wanted to raise our profile, of course, uh, but while uh, preserving our scientific uh, credibility that was fundamental for us. And obviously that uh, doesn't give you a quick win, right? You know, it's, it's much easier to get quick wins with, with uh, uh, super bold uh, or outlandish claims. But uh, we believe that if you tell what you actually 
are sure about, then in in the long term it, that that pays off, and it's very interesting to see how that paid off now with this announcement, right? Um, if we had made a reputation for ourselves of just claiming everything and then being uh, obviously proven wrong, uh, the resonance that we had uh, with 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 this announcement would have been very different. Yeah. And, and you're right about only making claims that you can stand by because Fusion has a little bit of a reputation for individuals and businesses historically have, have made claims I can't necessarily live up to. And, you know, the, the old joke about Fusion is it's the energy source of tomorrow and always will be. So, um, you know, I think we've, we've both been really very focused on academic integrity, focusing on, on what we know we can deliver and driving that credibility. And it, as you say, it does seem to have pay dividends. But perhaps we could finish by talking about the next scientific and engineering challenges for First Light Fusion. What are they and, and what are the related communications challenges, do you think? Now, the next thing, uh, obviously, is that we have demonstrated fusion, but we need to demonstrate now. The next step is to demonstrate gain, which means getting more energy out of the process than the energy we put into the process, because this is where the physics of our approach to fusion are uh, solved and, and therefore you have a system that can generate energy. At the same time though, we will progress in, in parallel all the work to develop and uh, de-risk our power plant because the power plant is not done, it's not made only of the of the, of the fusion, so-called fusion island or the part that, where the process happens, but there are other parts which are less uncertain, but they still need to be addressed. And I suppose maintaining that sense of cautious expectation setting delivering on your promises that that's going to be every bit as important in the next phase of first light story as it has been over the past 10 years or so we need to progress the the technology and at the same time we need a, a lot of stakeholders to be with us in the, in this journey and, and this can only be done with with good honest and and and, and well executed communication well, Gianluca, thank you so much for joining us on the Powers Court Friday Fix. It's been a real pleasure. And once again, congratulations on a great achievement. And we look forward to the next chapter in the First Light Fusion story. Thanks for listening and join us again next week.